Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Man, it's wonderful to be in the house of God. I uh, so much appreciate all the hard work you've done around here and uh, appreciate your pastor. Uh, he He's my pastor today. Uh, Brother Tracy said he was a pastor too. I told him not here. Huh? Huh? Yeah, I feel out of place being up here. These great men. Amen. It touches me down where it makes you want to cry, you know. I uh, appreciate these good preachers. Brother Tracy. Hucky. Brother Scotty Grooms. You live a long time, you'll never see another one. There's only one. Huh? He's a highly intelligent scholarly man if you don't know that you just don't know it he's told me things and he had it perfectly diagnosed figured out and i just marvel i just marvel what a great man he is and if he tells you the holy ghost said something you don't have to worry one bit about that. It's going to happen. Amen. I'm thankful for these great men. Brother Billy Atkins sitting up here. He came to our church and preached on, uh, would you let me have your lunch? Huh? Praise God. I'm telling you, some great preaching. I want to read in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. You pray for me today. Amen. I'm satisfied if I could jump from that bench up here on top of the Bible stand and land on that first pew out there. Everybody get with me. <laughs> huh? But I'm a million miles from that, so I want you to just help me. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Lord, wouldn't you love to be able to say that? Huh? Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, I mean, these folks that throw away the first 15 verses here because of verse 16, they don't care who is the head of man. They don't care a thing about the Godhead. How do they just throw it away? Because they don't like it. Huh? Man's riding, Sunday, riding to work with his Sunday school superintendent. He picked up his Bible laying there in the, in the truck and 
looked at it and took a magic marker and marked out a bunch of it. He said, "What? Why'd you do that?" He said, "I don't like that part." <laughs> huh? You better not. You better not try to live that way. I'd have you know that the head of every man is Christ. How many believe that? How many? How many can get right right in with that and uh, humble themselves and do that? But uh, the head of the woman is the man. Girls, uh, that means your father, and 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 uh, older girls, that means your husband. God didn't say he's supposed to be the head; he said he is the head. So if you don't let you don't let your husband be the head, then uh, you don't have no head. So that's why you act so foolish. You're like a chicken running around with no head. A lot of commotion, but very little uh, intelligence. Praise God. The head of the woman is the man. The head of Christ is God. Every man, praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. Man, you got long hair, you're dishonoring Christ. And then some dummy comes along and said, Christ had long hair. <laughs> Not a chance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a Nazarite. No, he wasn't. He was a Nazarene. <laughs> huh? It, but every woman that prayeth or prophesied with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head. Well... That is even all one as if she were shaven. Uh, I heard a great man, a great preacher say, you'd have to be a fool not to realize this, talking about a second covering. I'm a fool. <laughs> huh? If that's the way you judge it, then I'm a fool because there's no second covering in this whole chapter. I know that's so because of verse 15. But if a woman have long hair... It is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. I might as well do this right now. Have, have long hair. Uh, you can't really translate that into English because this verb here is not in English. It's herring or hairs or something like that. It means hair that is growing and continuing to grow. If you cut a quarter of an inch off of it, that's not continuing to grow. It's getting shorter. Huh? And if a lady, a sister in the Lord has hair two inches long and it's never been cut, it's long. And if it drags the floor and she's been trimming it, it's short. Huh? Well, praise God, I there's so many things come to my mind at one time. It's getting my little mind over, over balance here. Have long hair. That's, that's it. That's the key right there. That means hair that is growing and is continuing to grow. Amen. Her hair is given her for a covering. 
Amen. All right, you can be seated if you will. I've tried to teach or preach on this before and nobody shouted. If you feel the Holy Ghost, please shout. <laughs> huh? Praise God. Hallelujah. But for if a woman, verse 6, for if a woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head. Now, if you read Finest Dake's notes on this chapter, you'll be the most confused. Uh, old Brother B.P. Carroll said you'll be as confused as a termite in a yo-yo. Huh? God said, don't do it. Almighty God told a woman to let her hair grow and never do anything. Pastor's wife had little bangs across here. Uh, sister, do you cut your hair? No, never have in my life. Huh? Uh, they didn't hardly know what to think about it until they found out she was clipping it off with fingernail clips. Huh? She didn't cut it, she clipped it. All such words are covered by this word cut. Huh? Amen? Praise God. I, I wrestled with this for days and really wrestled with it last night and this morning. That's not the thing to do at a camp meeting. Huh? It is if the Lord tells you to. Huh? If a woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. That means to shear or shaven. See, in World War II, some of the French women collaborated with the Nazis. What did they do? They shaved their head. And they made them march down the street with their bald head. And they screamed and cried and pleaded and begged. It was the most dishonorable thing. It was horrible. It was a shame. Now, Mr. Dake said, God said it's a shame. He didn't say it was a sin. Well, in a little book of Joel, in, in, in one chapter, it says twice, God Almighty said, my people shall never be ashamed. Huh? If you're ashamed, you sure ought to be ashamed. Praise God. I went and preached at a certain church in the United States of America, and there was a lady that came to the altar, and she cried and sobbed and shook till it looked like she had died. And my wife or somebody finally asked her, what's wrong, honey? And she said, Oh, I wished he'd have preached that Tuesday night. I cut my hair yesterday, and I never cut it my whole life. But that lying preacher come along and said if I'd put a little hat on my head, I'd cut my hair all I want. I said a lying preacher. He's old, and he's honored, and he's scholarly, and he's a missionary, and he's this, and he's that, and he is a liar just like the devil. 
Amen. Ah, glory to God. Doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? Now, the woman's uncovered when she cuts her hair. And that's a shame to her. It's a shame for a man to be covered. How does he get uncovered if cutting his hair don't uncover him? Huh? Praise God. Uh, shorn means to shear. It's a shame. Shaving from a derivative of the same as uh, 38... 3586 in the Strong's Concordance Dictionary. It means a razor to shave or shear the hair. Shave. Verse 14 said, If a man have long hair, praise God. I'm all excited about this. I don't know about you. Huh? If a man have long hair, that's hair that's growing. And continuing to grow. Get a haircut, brother. Praise God. If you don't want to go to the barbershop, let your wife cut it like I do. I got butchered up so bad at barbershops, I just quit. She made me quit going and said, I know I can beat that. Huh? I think she does pretty good. Huh? Have long hair is one word. In the Greek, and it me that, that means you are growing hair. Amen. Well, there's too much here. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip on through and get out of the way, huh? Being covered is a sign of being in submission or in subjection. That's why the devil hates for women to leave their hair alone. And you watch them. First thing, first sign that they backslid, they run and get their hair cut. Huh? Praise God. You look at a woman's got her hair cut, she's just another woman. You look at a woman that never has cut her hair, she's to be honored. She's to be appreciated. She's to be reverenced. She's to be lifted up high. Praise God. You see a man that's in submission or subjection to his wife, he has no more chance of going to heaven than the devil himself. Huh? You do not, you do not have to commit any kind of homosexual act. All you have to do is be a man and act like a woman. And the Bible said, the Bible said, you can't go. Huh? Well, hallelujah. I feel the Lord in this place. Kameo in the Greek means signifies let the hair grow long to wear long hair. It's glory to the woman and a shame to the man. 
There's a whole bunch of homos running around this world today saying, God made us like this, you lying devil. Huh? God made them male and female. He didn't make one shim. Praise God. He never made a homo in the history of mankind. They make themselves homos. Huh? Amen. How much subjection should a woman exhibit to her own husband? As much as, here's the degree, as much as the church is in subjection to Christ. As Ephesians 5.25 said, as unto the Lord. In how many things? You read verse 24 there in Ephesians 5. Everything. Everything. <laughs> as bad as the feminists hate to admit it, the woman is the weaker vessel. Amen? I tell you, it's amazing the, the ignorance displayed when women try to prove they're stronger than a man. A little scrunt. My little niece was a living with some little guy. She liked him because she whipped him. She'd run right over him, I mean. They're living together and they wanted to get married, so I thought that'd be better, but it's not. I said, it's not. They'd be a lot better off living together a while than breaking up than they would be getting married and then divorcing, ruining their whole life. Amen, well, they got married and she whipped him a few times. She liked that pretty good. One day he decided he'd give it all out try. He whipped her. He didn't like it pretty good. He loved it. He just whipped her any time took a notion after that. Of course, they got a divorce pretty quick. Huh? I did, what I'm saying, the Bible said the woman is a weaker vessel. And he, God said for a man, her husband, her father, whoever it is, give honor to her as to the weaker vessel. Praise God. Amen. Above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Oh, we don't have all those old do's and don'ts and all these rules and regulations, everything. We, we love each other. Just like the devil loves you. Huh? My boy's walking along blind, ready to go off a cliff. I think I'd be love to try to get him to stop. I don't think I'd be love to say, son, just jump on off. If you kill yourself, we'll bury you. Have your decent funeral. Huh? That's the attitude of the charismatic world. We love you so much, we want to see you go to hell. But real love... Above all these things, put on charity. God helps me sometimes. I was sitting over there the other day. I got to praying just under my breath. 
I mean, I was sincere. I said, God, help me love like you love. Help me love till what I want and what I all about me is second. And everybody else is first. Help me love with compassion and mercy and real concern. Praise God. I'll tell you, it did me a lot of good. Did me a lot of good. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you are called in one body and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Listen to this. This is in the authorized King James Version of the Holy Bible. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. When you go out in the public, everybody looks at you and said, they, they do what Jesus does. You out there acting foolish and doing crazy things, yeah, you're accusing God. He won't put up with it. I believe, I believe it's better to be a sinner than it is to be a hypocrite. Seemed like Jesus, I believe that too. Giving thanks to God and the Father. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Now, here, here's the good part for the wives. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things. Oh, they got the Holy Ghost, Brother Bill. Uh, go out there in the car and do it. They ain't doing nothing. Yeah, they got the Holy Ghost. They got a ghost, but it's sure not holy. Huh? If children don't obey their parents and obey God, they're not saved, much less got the Holy Ghost. Huh? Fathers, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Praise God, got all kinds of time. Huh? Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. 
Some folks think they're going to go to heaven without a doubt just because of who they are. God's not impressed with who you are. He knows what you really are. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Pretty serious, isn't it? For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. You love her enough to die for her? You love her enough to willingly die for her? That's not such a rough place to be for a wife. Got a husband that loves you more than he loves his own life. Huh? Praise God. Well... Christ also loved the church. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Praise God. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. Some people, you know, everybody's not as smart as you are. Sometimes I tell my wife, look like everybody in the world going crazy, but me and you, sometimes I worry about you. Huh? Yeah. We've been married 48 years, just in a few days. I, I, uh, she knows. She knows. Somebody else hear me talking, they may think I'm talking out of school. She knows. I'm in the first grade. Huh? Been there for years. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. You know, the Lord told you to love your neighbor as yourself. He never did tell you to love your neighbor more than you love yourself. He knows how much you love yourself. If you measure up to that, you're really loving your neighbor. Amen? So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Praise God. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. I preach preach that if Christ gets himself another bride, you can get you one too. 
He's never going to do it, so you never need to do it either. Huh? It don't turn out good. They're not going to be live, live uh, happily ever after. I never have seen it. Huh? You know, God makes his rules, and he, he's going to kill you if you don't keep them, but he made them to make you happy. Now, I tried, I tried to say a few words about covering. Now I want to say a few words about adorning. You may, be, you may not be familiar with these scriptures and this, this uh, knowledge here of God. Well, Brother Houston, you know, this uh, makeup and jewelry and everything, it's such a little thing. It just really doesn't seem important to me, jingle, jingle, jingle. Huh? Now, uh, why on earth are you willing to die and go to hell over it if it's not important? And you will. You're not going to the judgment with all your earrings and nose rings and toe rings and every other place and go to heaven. You don't wear that stuff for the glory of God. You wear it for the glory of you. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, 1 Peter 3. If any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. Ah, a lady said uh, her husband was just outrageous. He's mean, he is this, he is that. Ah, praise God. Did you ever uh, try to win him by doing what the Bible said? Ah, praise God. Do you ever heap coals of fire on his head by treating him so good? He said, no, I throwed scalding coffee on him one time. Huh? Praise God, I Who's adorning let it not be. That's three-letter words and two-letter words. If you can't understand that, if, you, if you're as dumb as uh, finest Dake, he couldn't understand that to save his life. He didn't want to. That's why. He's making too much money being a leader of the worlds. Huh? Praise God. Praise God. I said, if you feel the Holy Ghost and feel like shouting, just go ahead and shout. Take running spells, whatever you want to do. Hallelujah. Who's adorning, let it not be. If you can't understand, that's too high for you. Go to kindergarten, they'll tell you what it means. I know what it means in the Greek. It means let it not be. Let it not be means let it not be. 
That don't mean that does not spell moderation. Uh, it means zero. It means none. It means nil. It means don't do it. Who's adorning? Let it not be that outward adorning. Outward adorning. Adorning means uh, ornamentation. Don't let it be outward adorning. Let it not be. He's or, uh, as of plaiting the hair and wearing of gold or putting on of apparel. He says, see there, it says putting on of apparel right there in the same verse. You know God don't want us to go naked. It's got to mean moderation, you lying hound. You, you twist the word of God all you want, but it'll be to your own damnation. But he, he didn't just say let it not be. He told you right here, verse 4, 1 Peter 3, but let it be. It's not only let it not be, it's also let it be. And he tells you what it ought to be. Let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. Praise God. Down at Brother Raymond Wiggins' church, a preaching revival, and uh, Sister Wiggins are leading song service, and uh, some, they've given requests for songs, and somebody requested a song. She said, oh, now I, I can't sing that one. Uh, you need a big mouth to sing that one. It's just so-and-so there. She can sing it. Uh, you have to know Sister Joanne. She's a jewel, I'm telling you. She's a great lady. Praise God. But uh, just because you're up in the air harping all the time don't necessarily mean you're an angel. Huh? Huh? Uh, who's adorning? Let it not be that outward adorning. Do not ornament the outward. Do not put uh, uh, brain balancers in your ears. Do not paint your little pitiful face up. Jimmy Swaggart said any old barn looked better with a new coat of paint. I said, I'm awful sorry that Jimmy married an old barn. I married a beautiful lady. She didn't need any paint then, and she doesn't need any paint now. Praise God. But let it be the hidden. If you put on apparel to adorn the outward, you're a sinner. You go down and buy your $1,000 suit and your $100 necktie and strut around so off, you're going to hell, mister. Huh? Paul said warning every man and teaching every man. No, we're just supposed to flatter them and pat them on the back. They'll give you more money that way. Huh? No. No, don't listen to the devil. Whatever you do, don't listen to a lying preacher. My sister was going to the church of God. 
she sat right up there at mom and dad's house and told me that cutting your hair and wearing makeup and wearing pants, all of it, none of it wasn't sin. I said, let's, uh, let's, let's read the Bible a while. So I read the Bible about 30 minutes. And I said, now, do you know what the Bible says about it? Yeah, I know what the Bible says about it. I knew that before you ever started. I can't talk to you. Every time I try to talk to you, all you want to do is read the Bible. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. She is crying and the tears are pouring. I was crying and the tears are pouring. I said, honey, if we won't take the Bible, what are we going to take? Huh? She said, you just need to come down to my church and let my preacher preach to you and talk to you. He can explain it. He'll tell you. I said, I probably won't be there. I know the truth. I don't need to hear a liar. God told me to buy the truth and sell it not. Let, let it be, let it not be that outward adorning, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves. Well, I don't want to look like a grandma. Well, who do you want to look like? Huh? Grandma was a good holiness woman. You ought to want to look like her. First Timothy 2 and 8, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting, in like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel. Old buddy was great friends with out in the world, and he got saved in 92. I was down there at his house and I was sitting on one end of the couch and his flues is sitting on the other end of the couch and uh, she got talking about going down to the motel and going swimming. I said, you mean uh, you went down there with your pink bikini on in front of all those men? Huh? Well, you don't think there's something wrong with that too, do you? I said, well, you know, the Bible said be dressed in modest apparel. If that stinking bikini is modest, what on earth is immodest? Huh? She didn't like that either. She is getting hotter and hotter. She is getting madder and madder. She is filled with indignation, righteous indignation. Her husband said, well, Brother Bill, it's like this. Big old 300-pound man uh, with his little Fu Manchu mustache and his fuzzy hair. Well, it's like this, Brother Bill. Uh, the Bible said that unto the uh, pure, all things are pure. He said she's just so pure, she never thinks about anything like that. 
I said my entire consciousness was overwhelmed and flooded out by one word. And she never thought about anything like that, Brother Billy, but they did get a divorce, and she got married to a nightclub owner. Her daughter did, and she is over there. Huh? And he got the one that God wanted him to have. Such a great boost to his ministry. He went from a little country church to a great big city church in Lexington, Kentucky. You hear me? You know where this stuff leads to? God help me. I went and preached at a church. They had holiness in their church sign. Something other creek holiness church. I've never been in a place like that. I've seen some brazen hussies, but I didn't see a whole group of them up on the in the amen corner. Huh? Well, I got to preaching one night. Brother Scotty, I do that. I'm guilty. It comes out of my mouth. I don't hardly know a thing about it. It just comes out. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, you know. I walked right over there in their face and bent over and got close to them. <coughs> I said, I know why you ladies... Uh, Dress like you do, act like you do, cut your hair like you do, paint your face up like you do, deck out with jewelry like you do. You want men to look at you. Not your husband, a whole bunch of every man. You want all the men to be looking at you. You're trying to draw their attention and for nothing honorable. You see a woman decked out like that, nobody on earth knows why she does it better than she does. Well, glory to God. In like manner also that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection, but I suffer not a woman to teach. No wonder they try to throw Paul out. No wonder they tried to say Paul's epistles shouldn't even been in the Bible. No wonder they said he didn't have he didn't have the light on the scriptures like they did. They said that. He wrote it, but he didn't have he wrote it anointed by the Holy Ghost, inspired of God, but he didn't have the light on it like uh, Jan and Paul and uh, Kenneth Copeland and his poor pitiful wife. Y'all know this, don't you? You know it's the truth, don't you? Amen. If I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For Adam was not first formed, then Eve. Adam was first formed, then Eve. Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. 
Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing. Oh, I'm never going to have a child. It'll ruin my figure. Huh? Oh, my God. She shall be saved in childbearing. If, if, if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. God called me to preach. I was so far away when I got saved. I argued with him. God, I've forgotten everything I ever knew about the Bible. I've not been to church in seven years. I'm so lost, I, don't, I can never could understand why you ever come after me. Let somebody else preach. Why do you need with another preacher anyway? I, I see them three or four, five, six, seven, eight dozen at every church I go to. I'll work every day. I'll give them every dime I can spare. I'll push them. I'll pray for them. I'll do anything. Just don't make me preach. Why do you want me to preach anyhow? He said, many. I believe God said. I believe God told me. Many of them will not preach holiness. I'd like, I'd like to put this in if I can while talking about cutting hair. There's a man had such a severe headache come on him. He couldn't drive, could hardly see, and he pulled off the road. And God said, your pain is the same pain that long hair causes in women. He was bald-headed. Nineteen fifty-eight, the Church of Christ, God, Church of God, Miss Nomer, the Church of God accepted the wedding ring. When it was announced, hundreds of women took their wedding rings out of their purse and put it on. You got to have an engagement ring to, to show the world you think about getting married. Then you got to have a wedding ring to show the world you are married. Then you got to have a mother's ring so people know you got children. Then you got to have a class ring to show you went to school. Then you got to have a dinner ring. It just goes on and on and on. No, you wouldn't have enough fingers to carry all of them. But they justify it because it's for a reason. It shows they're married. I heard a holiness preacher say, He's talking to the congregation. He said, you tried your long sleeves and your long dresses and your long hair and it didn't work. I thought, man, where on earth are you coming from or outer space or whatever it is? It didn't work? Pray tell, what do you think would? You believe uh, short sleeves and short dresses and short hair would work? Praise God. Well,
I knew I wouldn't get through with all this. It's about quitting time for me. Whatever few minutes he took singing, that's all I got. Boys, young men, when the girls are going all out, they're giving it everything they got, trying to be more brazen and lewd and bold than the boys. Who has their heart in gear? Who here today wants to go all out for God? Moderation is a murderous, murderer monster with weapons of mass destruction. Toleration is a terrorist. We need zero tolerance. Get on it. They sing that's a little uh, children's choir there at Dryden Road sings that song. Some of you heard it. Lock the door. Keep out the devil. Lock the door. Keep the devil outside. Huh? One young man, you know, service real high and Holy Ghost moving. He went back there, opened up the back door, gave him a kick, whoever it was, devil, I suppose. Supposed to been symbolized somehow. He kicked him out and slammed the door. Brother Benny turned to somebody and said, Oh, I wish it was that easy. Huh? The jewelry is a giant. I don't take about maybe five minutes on this. I, I'll get out of the way. But I didn't know this for years and years. I found it out. Anak was the father of the giants, and his, his name means a necklace. Anak, the giant, his name means a choker. Arba, his son, means his name means friendship. Sheshai means whitish. Chalmai means brotherly. Ahiman means brother of man. Every one of them's giants. Don't tell me it's just a little thing. Why is it symbolized by giants? Why is it typified by giants? You don't think it's big, you try to get them to quit. Especially, double especially, if they claim religion. Elijah slew all the prophets of Baal, 450 men, but he ran from Jezebel. She painted her eyes when Jehu come over and tired her head. Anak means a necklace as if strangling. It's from the word means to choke or to collar. That is to adorn with a necklace. That's why folks have such a struggle with them. They're giants. Don't ever let anybody tell you it's just such a little thing. It's not. <clears throat> I might preach a while longer on that if I had time. Sheshai means a white, bleached Israelite. A hymen act means a brother. Used in the widest sense of literal relationship, metaphorical affinity, or Resemblance. Amen. Well, 
I know that's mighty scattered and all like that. Brother L.L. Collins always said that dirty dog devil clock. Somebody said, if you love me, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, not keep the dress code. God's dress code is an integral section of his commandments. Sister, you're not within a million miles of keeping God's commandments if you do not strictly adhere to God's dress code. Amen. Well, I'm going to quit. It looked like I hadn't even got started, but it's time to quit. I want to hear these great preachers preach. I preached what I felt like the Lord laid on my heart. Huh? It's not right. You won't stand on the day of judgment. You can't make it. You've got to adhere to God's law. And doing it is not enough. You have to delight yourself in it. Huh? Huh? That's the old drudgery, that old wholeness, uh, uh, bondage. Uh, it's the glorious liberty of the children of God. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Praise God, a conscience clear before the Almighty. Hey, man, it's so good. Nobody can tell you how good it is. You have to experience it for yourself. The devil's telling you it's a lot better over yonder and it's a lot better in that group and this group. It's not. There's nothing better than holiness. Praise God. Come on. Amen. All right. Let's stand all over the building. Just thank the Lord here today for his word. Thank you for holiness preaching today. Praise God.